Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Ladies and gentlemen, you are now entering the Second Freedom Comics Podcast, starring Mark Clare and Rimzo Martini. It's a tale as old as time. Man swaps body with other man, or animal swaps body with man, or mother swaps body with goth daughter. Or hotter person switches with not hotter person. And by the end of it, you hope they learned a lesson. You hope they learned to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. Sometimes there's just no lesson. In fact, the thing about that story is sometimes there's really no story. We're kicking it back to weird school as we get all freaky Friday in this shiznit. I'm Rams W. Martinez. Bring you once again the miraculous, marvelous Mr. Mark Claire. Mark, how goes it in Mexico? Hola, amigo. Things are great, man. I, we actually just recently watched uh, a movie in this. Is it a genre? Can you is, is body swap movies a genre? I, I feel I feel like it is. I think it is. Uh, this was, was it the freaky one... with Vince Vaughn. No, although in my re- quote unquote research for this show, I, I I was thinking what other freaky movies like body swap movies are there? And that's the one that I saw that I noted to myself. Maybe I'll watch that one. Have you seen that one? That's actually I, I saw that in theaters with my brother. That's actually a really funny movie. Interesting. All right, maybe it's on tap for tonight. But in the meantime, we actually happened to, before I even knew we were doing this, we just so happened to watch a body swap movie a couple nights ago. This one was The Change Up with Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds. Have you seen that one? Oh, yeah. Where uh, Ryan, I, I only know it because Ryan Reynolds keeps wanting to bang Jason Bateman's wife. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. It was decent. Yeah. I mean, as far as these things go, it wasn't bad. Freaky is actually better. Like it's not it's not Vince Vaughn's like best movie like it, nothing comes close to dodgeball but you know you, you you watch it and you're like this won't be good but then you you watch it and you're like you know this is actually this is actually kind of fun I'm also uh, I'm also a fan of the Little Dicky music video Freaky Friday have you seen that one where Little Dicky body swaps with Chris Brown and it's hilarious no you need to see this video it's five minutes long my That's life feels homework. incomplete That's your homework it's it's actually really fucking funny. 
Wow. Well, speaking of homework, folks, I want to keep it short and simple for you. Go ahead, and if you love us, follow us across Al Gore's amazing internet at Second Print Pod on Twitter and on the Instagrams for you kids. Also, you know, a lot of you, you feel a deficit in your life. You feel a hole in your heart. You're like, I need more Remzo and Mark throughout the week. Well, we've got you covered. Addition that regular content and more over at patreon.com slash secondprintpod. Mark is going, and he's traveling through his begrudging journey through the Ultimate Universe by completing the entire Ultimate Fantastic Four run. I went ahead with our good friend Derek and just wrapped up uh, Peacemaker recaps since Peacemaker Season 1, which was awesome, just wrapped up. And at the end of the month, on March 30th, Caleb Franz and I are returning back to go and do Moon Knight recaps. Oh, yeah. So between all that and more, Mark, I'm going to the post office this weekend and sending out some fresh graphic novels all, you know, wrapped in everything to mail out to some of our superb wrap? patrons. I love bubble wrap. I use all the wraps. Not for its utility, all just kind of like popping those bubbles. I, I know. I, I, I People actually started requesting that, so I was like, well, you know, we might have to up, <laughs> That's the, a higher up level, the monthly yeah. charge for that. <laughs> Bubble Rob ain't cheap. Yeah, but whether you're joining at the $5 level or higher, go ahead and check all this out and more at patreon.com slash secondprintpod. Anything else? I, I think I'm going to, let's see, so this starts March 30th is when Moon Knight starts. All right, so sometime in April, I've got another Moon Knight story to put in, so I'm going to just, so just prepare yourself. I got a good one cooking. We're we're getting spoiled. We're getting Moon Knight coming out within the same month as the Batman. I just went ahead and uh, reserved tickets to go see that. Then we've got uh, Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange, and I think we're getting something else. And I, I just saw Multiverse a trailer of Madness for is in May, uh, sadly. Oh, that's in May. I think well, it was in March at one point because for like a year I've been waiting for March, and then suddenly I was like, oh no, it's in May. <laughs> Well, it's it, it'll come by. I mean, February is already basically well, by the time this comes out, it's not even February. But like, you know, like February was like We're a in snap the time of warp, the, the podcast time warp. Um, oh, do you watch the boys at all? I know I'm, I'm meandering, but do you watch the boys? I fell off in season two and have not returned. Well, there's um, there's something that you may I, I have a feeling this is going to be like a love hate relationship with some people. We've got the boys diabolical. I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and commit to it, but it's an eight-episode anthology series taking place in the boys' universe. So I think I'm going to go ahead and watch the first episode and do a recap of that. And if I like it, I might keep going solo. If not, we'll go ahead and just pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. What, a, what an amazing time to be alive where we have all these comic book adaptations and now we're at the point where it's just like, eh, I think I'll wait. It is crazy how much there is because I, I remember. All right, we're going to be aging myself here. I remember when I first heard about the Blade movie, even, and I was thinking, holy, and I wasn't even that into Blade, but I just thought it was so awesome that, that there was this comic book movie coming out based on an, a, a somewhat obscure, to me anyway, comic book character. And then before you know it, oh my God, we got Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Oh my God, we have the X Men with, I mean, this was like, this ushered in, I, I wouldn't call it a golden age, but it was. It was maybe like the Bronze Age. Like there's some good stuff in there, but it kind of was what laid the the groundwork for today where it's just so commonplace that we have all of this content now, whether it's TV, film, it's uh, we're quite spoiled, I have to say. I, I'm not even caught up on everything that's currently out. I still need to go and finish Titan season two, which wrapped up a while ago. I need to go ahead and finish uh, 
Doom Patrol Season 3. I, I already promised Derek that on my flight to Virginia uh, in the coming days that I will go ahead and binge um, uh, Young Justice Phantoms. I mean, this is this is definitely the problem you want to have when you're a comic book and movie-based show. Indeed. Indeed. We, we, we came about and we spawned this podcast at just the right time, just before all this content just came pouring in. So... If you believe in coincidences, if you believe in fate, I, th- I think we're here. Shazam. Well, speaking of changes, we've got today's story. Mark, I wanted to toss this on the docket because we've been giving out a lot of high scores. We've actually had some pretty consistent home runs and, uh, you know, some some really high scores. I think we've been overtly generous even in our lower scores of late. So I wanted to go ahead and throw in a book where you're either, people are either going to be like, wow, this is like the funniest thing that I've read or picked up in a while or, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this trash got published. It's a it's a make it or break it, um, you know, story for some people. But I wanted to go ahead and change things up a bit. We're going back. It's Ultimate Spider-Man, checking out Ultimate Spider-Man 66 through 67. The infamous Brian Michael Bendis flub, some call it a mistake. Some people say that it was intentional. Some people can't tell whether they were super serious about making it weird or if they were like weirdly serious about trying to make it like into something bigger. Don't spoil Um, it. (laughs) Before we get into it, what were your thoughts as you picked up? the story were you excited to go back to ultimate spider-man uh i was curious let's let's put it that way uh i think um i'm trying to remember what my i don't know what my actual score was when we looked at that first run of ultimate spider-man i remember kind of liking it not loving it i I guess the way i would put it i think i said it was i liked it well enough but it felt unnecessary to me um so i was curious what's remzo what's remzo got cooking here i never know what your angle is uh so i was i was intrigued because i didn't know i didn't know the the idea behind it but i knew it was involving wolverine and i i know there's always if if the story's not really good there's always some ulterior reason that you're going to toss something my way so let's just put it that way i was open-minded and and ready for whatever came my way although i wasn't even quite ready for, for what ended up going my way it gets weird so let's get weirder Covering Ultimate Spider-Man 66 through 67. A question. How many... Because you you were mentioning before my foray into the Ultimate Universe as I'm doing on the Patreon show, What Mark Missed. I'm currently going through the Ultimate Fantastic Four. And it got me thinking, how crazy would it be if I... Like, how much Ultimate content exists in total is my question. If so... Approximately. So there are what I will call three phases of the ultimate universe. Oh boy. Okay. You've got the initial pre ultimatum books, which are the ultimates and ultimates too. Um, you've got ultimate Spider-Man, ultimate fantastic four ultimate, uh, X-Men. And then you had a few random ones here and there. You had, um, ultimate hero, ultimate daredevil and Electra ultimate, um annihilation and ultimate power they were some like little mini series that were here and there that are of some importance and some aren't and then you've got ultimate human and then you after ultimatum happened which was like the largest of the large events i think it was basically like the largest one um after that you have when ultimate marvel turned into ultimate comics under the Marvel banner. So they wanted, yeah. So it was still in the same continuity, except they did a rebrand to ultimate comics. So then you have, 
you have that happen and that spawned ultimate avengers new ultimates ultimate spider-man and then then you had like what i call like the death of spider-man phase where they killed the ultimate spider-man and then they narrow it down even more that's when you only had like ultimate x-men and ultimate spider-man and a few limited series there that's when they introduced miles morales and that was the all new all different ultimate books so all in all if i had to give a rough count of issues you're probably looking at less than around 400 and for some people mm. that might actually sound like a lot but i'm telling less you than i thought less like than I, I thought it, it's probably a little bit more than that but i think 400 is a, a good number like um i have almost every ultimate comic ever published either in trade paperback or single issue versions and when i actually compare it to my overall boxes of comics i collect it's a pretty significant chunk but it is actually if you compare it to everything else it's extremely small i think you could probably get through all the ultimate comics books that were published within a year especially if you went at the rate that you're going You'll be done with if you do this like every week, Mark, and you've been doing it like every other week as patrons know. I've been back. Actually, I've been pretty weekly for the last like three weeks. I've started to get oh, a yeah. little pace going. Yeah. So if let's say you kept literally if that you'll be done with the ultimate com- uh, ultimate Fantastic Four comics within like a couple of months. And then, you know, you'll you'll jump to the others. And I think the longest running Ultimate Comic was Ultimate Spider-Man because I remember Ultimate X-Men ends at issue 100. And uh, I mean, it's just um, what what really kind of packs it together are all the limited series, which I'll be honest with you, none of the limited series were good, even like Ultimatum. Like they're all kind of trash. But if you just stuck with like the main titles, you'll uh, you'll 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 find some some good stuff. You'll find some stuff that's absolute trash. Like Ultimate Daredevil Electra was was absolutely terrible. Ultimate Hero was actually written out of uh out, out of Ultimate Continuity because it was so bad. So, you know, or oh, uh, Orson Scott Card even wrote a Ultimate Iron Man book that was so terrible that also got written out of continuity. So, I mean, you've got you've got some weird stuff like that that happens. But yeah, I'd say give or take around 400 individual comics could probably do it in less than a year. Interesting. Well, I'm not making any promises, but let's just say I'm somewhat intrigued by the idea of having read everything that happened in a universe as, as the sort of completionist I am. So while I'm not making any commitments, if you ever, yeah, I mean, if you were ever to do that with any publisher and in any distinct universe, this would be the one. Hmm. All right. Well, well, let's see. Let's see how things go. I will get through Ultimate FF and we'll go from there. We'll see how you feel at the end of this issue. Well, at the end of the story, because <laughs> yeah, well, this, this is one this of the stories. another two off my list, I guess. <laughs> well, let's just go ahead and dive into it. I love the covers. You've got a bloodthirsty Wolverine about to pounce on Spider-Man. And um, basically, you know, if we remember anything from the Ultimate Comics episode that we did a while back, this Wolverine in the Ultimate Universe, he's a bit more villainous. I, I, like, he's not an explicit bad guy, except for a few circumstances. That, that certainly but, will come to light in, in some ways. Yeah, like, this this Wolverine is not like your Wolverine. Somewhat of a you predator, get. you might say? You know, that's a really good way of describing <laughs> it. And uh, the, the cover really drives it home. And, you know, they're, they're really trying to chalk this up. Oh, by the way, this is with Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley, my favorite Spider-Man team ever. Um, 
This issue is titled, Even We Don't Believe This. But then again, they go ahead and uh, shock you a little bit. Now, Brian Michael Bendis' contribution to the comic book industry was doing preview pages. I think this is great because Stanley used to say every comic is somebody's first comic. So you might as well give them a little recap. We see the recap of who Spider-Man is and what he's been up to. But we see something a little bit different. In the preview box, you don't see a pre, you don't see like a, a panel from the last issue kind of recapping what's going on. You see Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> talking to the reader. This was a thing he did on more than one occasion, is it not? This is the first time he did it, though. Okay, because I know he did it in some what if, like uh, some what if comics that where he was the watcher, basically. So this is a this is a thing he. I don't know who gave him permission to do this at Marvel or who told him this is a good idea. I'm not a fan of this. I'm just gonna say it right. This conceptually, I'm I'm not a fan. Of Listen, this. man, this is back. This is back when he was an actual rock star and his books were selling. An actual rock star. This is it. Like he was in a rock. Well, rock. <laughs> like a rock star as far as comic book celebrities yeah. go. Yeah, he could do whatever he want. He was Bendis around this time in the early 2000s was a money printer. He really was. So if he wanted to appear in the preview book talking to the reader, he's gone do it. And it goes ahead and starts with him talking. Hi, my name is Brian Bendis. I'm the writer of Ultimate Spider-Man. No, Michael, when he when he tells, says his own name, huh? He, he chops yeah, that he's just he's just there. Brian Bendis, BB. Every once in a while, a story comes along that defines a writer. A story so powerful. <laughs> I don't that think he doesn't want this want to define him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to tell it. He has to tell it. This is not one of those stories. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Very fair. Folks, you're in for a treat. Don't say we don't love you. We wake up at Peter Parker's home in Queens on a Friday. Uh, Peter is fast asleep, and he hears Aunt May saying, come on, Peter, get up, get up. And he, he wakes up, and he's a bit groggy, and he's just like, oh, like, I don't know what's going on. He's a guy who's waking up and doesn't want to go to school. And uh, he walks down, and you know, Aunt May is all chipper and everything, and she's like, "Good morning, sweetie." And Peter, very out of character for Peter Parker, is like, "Um, what the hell is going on?" And she's like, "I know, I know, we're not moving yet, but I wanted to get a head start, pack a couple boxes and everything." And long story short, in this universe, Gwen Stacy was just killed by carnage in their backyard, so they decided oh. to move. Okay, so that's, a, they're that's one reason to move. Yeah. And uh, at this point, Aunt May also knows that he's Spider-Man, by the way. But anyway, so basically they're, they're talking about, you know, just getting a new start, moving out of the neighborhood, you know, to avoid the murder that happened in their front yard. It's a whole thing. And, uh, you know, she's just like, you know, just go out, have a good, fresh day, try and have the best day that you can and make sure to walk Mary Jane to school and tell her I said hi while you're at it. And Peter's just like looking at her like, what the hell is going on? So he walks away and May is like, oh, somebody's kind of grumpy. So he goes downstairs to the basement <laughs> and he just starts like looking around and Peter's got like his little workbench and everything. So Wolverine is, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Oh, fuck. Okay. So basically, <laughs> Peter. Peter's walking around and he's like, what the heck is going on? Then suddenly who walks out from somewhere in the basement, or I guess she walked through the back, back of the house into the basement downstairs. I don't know. Anyway, MJ appears and she's giving him the fuck me eyes. And she's like, um, the whole point of having a boyfriend tiger is having someone to walk to school with. Let us go. And Peter's like school. And she's like, not exactly my definition of a hot date, sadly, but it's the best we can do today. 
or yesterday. And she starts like, you know, macking on him and Peter just looks kind of odd. And she's like, you know, getting kind of fresh with him. And you, you, you get this panel that kind of zooms in on his face and he's giving her the fuck me eyes. And at that point, you're just like, mm, OK, meanwhile, we switch over to Wolverine. Look that, that that he gives at the end here is just that last <laughs> panel is just the man. We'll get to it. <laughs> It's mega creeper vibes. Let's put it that way. So Wolverine, we wake up and Wolverine is laying in his bed with a pile of cans and clothes everywhere. And he wakes up and he's like, ah, what's that smell? What's going on? Where, where am I? Yeah, like, what, what's on me? I'm hairy. How am I hairy? I stick. And then he lifts up his blanket and looks at his schlong. And <laughs> you just see his face where he's just like, ah. <laughs> so he runs over to the bathroom and he looks at himself in the mirror and he's just like shocked. He's like, what, what, what happened to me last? What, what, what happened? And next thing you know, he pops his claws through his arm by accident. Like his left hand's claws, like stab his right arm. And next thing he starts screaming. So this just, this is just a, a weird day for both of them. So now, um, you know, uh, MJ's trying to get Peter to get up and go to school and they're, they're getting into it. And he, she's like, come on, we got to go. And he's like, ah, school's worthless. Like, it's not it's not it's not worth your time. When you get older, you'll go ahead and you'll understand what I'm saying. So next, thing you know, he he just leaves MJ and he goes back into the house. And next, thing you know, here, Aunt May, she's kind of pissed because of his attitude. And she's like, Peter, Peter, are you still in this house? Peter, answer me when I call you. The phone's for you. It's someone from the Daily Bugle. And um, next, thing you know, she's like, what is this? What is this like a teenage thing? What's your problem this morning? And Peter's just like, give me the phone, lady. And she's just like, you could tell that she wants to, like, beat the living shit out of him, but she gives him the phone because it's his work calling. So next thing you know, he grabs the phone back when Holmes had home phones. I used to think that this was all, like, modern, like, the Ultimate Comics got me. Now I look back and I'm like, the Ultimate Comics are old. This but, still um, feels, yeah, it still, it still has, like, what's the one we were reading recently that had a phone book in it? Was that an Ultimate book? Not a phone book, a, uh, a phone booth. It was, uh, it's the Immortal Hulk. It was the recent Immortal Hulk. They still had a phone booth. So even new comics feel old. Well, it's even funny because the next panel, you, you see Wolverine at a phone booth and he's like, is it you? at a payphone? He's like, is it you? Is it you? What did you do? And Peter's like, who is this? And now we're starting to understand what the hell is going on with both of them. So Wolverine is like, what did you do? What freaky mutant thing did you do to me? And that, that got me in your hairy beast boy body. Like, why am I in your body? Why am I looking at you in the mirror? If, you know, in some gross hotel in the middle of God knows where. Why? What did you do to me? Because it's Freaky Friday. It's Freaky dun, dun, Friday. Dun, dun, you got to watch that music, that little dicky music video. I'm telling you. So, so basically at this point, you know, he's continuing to scream. He's like, what did you do to me? What type of mutant virus did you infect me with? Why am I in this stinking dog body? Are you in my body? He's, it's just, I, I, I love how it just, it's just like going on freaking out. And that's when we realize that Peter Parker and Wolverine have Freaky Friday at each other. <laughs> they are in one another's body. So now Peter, Wolverine. I'll go ahead and switch. So now Peter, Peter is Wolverine. And now Wolverine, Wolverine is Peter. If you can get that anyway, they switched. I think I just got more confused, but whatever. Okay. So Wolverine and Peter's body, that, that makes sense. Wolverine and Peter's body is like, listen, kid, I don't don't know what's going on. How about this? Wolvie Pete is Wolverine and Peter's body. And P 
Petey Wolves. <laughs> Petey Wolves is Peter and Wolverines, but I don't know. So Logan Parker <laughs> okay. and Spiderine. I don't know if that helps, but... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help but it made sense in my head for a second <laughs> anyway wolverine and peter's body is like listen kid i don't know what's going on but you better get your and next you know peter in wolverine's body's like shush <laughs> and he's like did you shush me and he's like is my aunt in the room and <laughs> wolverine and peter's body's like the old lady yeah and next thing you know, he's like, don't talk. Just no, shush. Just, just go to school. Go to Midtown High and go to my classes. And he's like, no. And he's like, go to school for me. And his, pot, and his claws pop out by accident. He's like, no, I'll meet you. And Peter and Wolverine's body is like, I've cut 10 days already this semester. I can't cut another. Just go to my school, please. Just show up and I'll meet you there. And he's like, I ain't going to know. And next thing you know, Peter and Wolverine's body is like, all the crap you've done to me in my life. Go to school. Okay, recap. Wolverine so and Spider-Man. Of the Ultimate Universe, yeah, so. Wolverine and Spider-Man do not like each other. Like they do not like each other. They've teamed up with the X-Men, they've teamed up uh, you know, with the Punisher, they've teamed up with Daredevil, but they do not like each other. So, you know, you know, Peter and Wolverine's body is like, "All this crap you've done to me in my life, go to school." So he's like, "Where?" So basically they figure out where to meet up and everything. At this point, you know, Peter and Wolverine's body, he's like freaking out like messing with his claws and stuff. And he not only cuts the phone in half, he cuts off his own finger. Freaking metal. So next it's like, ah, guy, I need a doctor. And everyone's looking around at this crazy mutant guy cutting off his finger. And next thing you know, (laughs) the finger grows back. And he's like, "Uh, somebody please. Um, oh, uh, never mind. Uh, you people need to take baths. God, you all stink. And at that point, you know, it's, uh, (laughs) It's it's time for them to go ahead and meet up at school. So now we're over at Midtown High. Uh, Peter has met up with MJ, who he had ditched earlier, Wolverine and Peter's body. And she's like, Peter, Peter, hello. And he doesn't know who Spider-Man is yet. He just thinks he's in some teen's body. He's trying to put it together, but he doesn't quite know even who he is. So he's not Wait, responding. He doesn't? Because Pete- then that phone conversation doesn't make sense. So he must know. It, well, Peter assumes that he knows, but you'll find oh, out. Oh, because he hears the voice. Yeah, but- yeah. So he has an idea, but he doesn't know much more than that. So now MJ's up to him, and he, he's he's giving her the fuck me eyes again. He's like, oh, hey, you. And she's like, oh, wipe the drool. And he's like, they let them walk around like that. And she's like, like what? Nothing. And he's he's alluding to the, the group he's of like skimpy cheerleaders. cheerleaders. Yeah, it's um, it's it's now creepy. So she's like, where's your book bag? And he's like, book bag. And she's like, book bag, you know, the the bag with your books in it. And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, not even a little. So now she's like really concerned. And, you know, because she is Peter Parker's girlfriend. So she's like trying to figure out what's going on. Next thing he's like, babe, listen, talk time is over. So why don't you go play with your Barbie or whatever it is you do around here? I got stuff to do, which is so weird because now he's like really trying to like make her seem so much younger, even though he was obviously really digging her when she was all over him earlier. So next thing you know, she goes ahead and um, tosses her bag at him. And she's like, oh, here's your damn costume. What's your damage? Another term from the early 2000s i didn't remember until this that one uh, that one missed me missed my time so anyway she walks off in a storm and he's like uh costume and next thing he looks in sees a spider-man suit and he's like oh this ain't happening so anyway he goes off to the side of the building and uh, he's waiting for peter and wolverine's body to 
so Wolverine is waiting for Peter to show up. This is getting hard. So anyway, he's waiting for him to show up, and he's just bitching to himself the whole time. And actually, you see a um, uh, a school cop come over. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, the bell is rung. Hey, so he starts chasing Peter, who's, I don't know, playing hooky or something in this case. And what he doesn't realize as he goes around the corner is that uh, Wolverine in Peter's body is now starting to discover his powers now that he knows he's Spider-Man. So he's on a wall looking down at this uh, you know security guard but he doesn't have full control over his powers, much like Peter doesn't know how to control Wolverine's claws. So he falls off the wall and knocks this uh, guard out. But remember, Wolverine is still kind of an asshole. So as he's knocked this guard out, he's literally about to murder him, and he raises his fist, and he's like, sorry, Pally, you got in the way. So Peter and Wolverine's body is finally there, and he's rushing towards him. He's like, wait, stop it, what are you doing? And he grabs his arm, his Wolverine and Peter's body is about to murder this guy, and he's like, are you nuts? And he's like, I could have made me. What, what, what are you going to do? You got to kill him? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're in my body. What have you done? What kind of mutant? What, what, how do you know it was me that did this? Because I'm pretty damn sure it was you, Pugsley. It, it, it wasn't me. Like, maybe it was. How did you get your wacky powers anywhere? It wasn't me who did this. Well, it wasn't. It, like, hey, what? What? And now they're just like freaking out. And and <laughs> Wolverine and Peter's body notices that one of his fingers is a bit different than the <laughs> others. So it's like, hey, did you cut off a finger? He's like, I didn't mean to. Kid, it grew back. You had like the thing for two minutes. And he and at this point, they're like, listen, we need to figure this out. You need to go to class for me because I will get kicked out. And like, this is the only way I'm going to have some time to figure this shit out for us. So uh wolverine agrees to go to class at this point he's just like he he could barely even do that he immediately starts getting into it with um with with the teacher so at this point he's like uh whatever I'm, i gotta pee so the teacher's like oh i'm sorry and he's like sorry you're sorry but i gotta pee so next thing you know the guy's like mr parker the bathroom is for students who come to class on time and he's like just let me mr parker sit down just if if you want to if you want to walk out of class you may as well walk out of the school for the rest of your life sit down so at this point you know he's kind of humiliated Wolverine and Peter's body. So he goes to sit down and the class is kind of judging him and Flash Thompson's flicking him behind the ear. So he turns back and fucking growls at him and Flash is like, what the, <laughs> what the fuck that. is with this guy? So a very anyway, Peter like reaction to just growl, just growl at him. Yeah. So anyway, um, they, they have a plan to meet up in an hour, but he's still stuck in class since he couldn't get out to quote P and uh, Peter and Wolverine's body is standing outside like a pedophile <laughs> hiding behind a tree. And he's like, he ditched me. I can't believe he ditched me. He left me here in his dog body and he ditched me. That's it. I'm calling those X-Men of his. I was going to have him do it. But if this guy is the kind of guy he is, then fine, I'll do it. So all I need is a phone and a calling card and a phone number. Oh, he's definitely the you know, kind of guy he is. That's for sure. Yeah. So basically... <laughs> I just realized that just now. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely the kind uh, of guy he is. So there's this high-speed police chase going on right in front of Midtown, and this guy is shooting at the cops. So next thing you know, Peter and Wolverine's body goes straight into hero mode. So he pops his claws, and he starts running down. And uh, he basically fumbles it. So he cuts like he slices part of the roof, but he bounces off and flies straight into the cop car, which then hits the car he was just on, causing basically 
everything to turn into just high speed calamity as all the cars are wrecked. And as one car is in the air, uh, Peter and Wolverine's body looks up and he's just like, ah, oh, and it smashes him. So Flash Thompson runs to the window of the classroom looking outside at all this. He's like, did you guys see that? And the teacher's like, kids, get away from the window. So at this point, all the kids are like, oh, man, like, look at that. And Peter, knowing that some, I'm sorry, Wolverine and Peter's body, knowing that something just happened related to him, is like, ah, idiot kid. And that ends part one. Mark, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that Wolverine is definitely that kind of guy, <laughs> as we will see later. And, you know, I, I will say, though, like, joking aside, I know this isn't, like, some all-time great story or anything. I did find this fun, you know? Like, it almost in a... It feels very much like... um Almost like a what-if. This feels like kind of a what-if comic. Like a what-if Wolverine and Spider-Man swap bodies. It feels like something that doesn't matter, and sometimes that can be a good thing, you know? When, when you feel like a story doesn't matter, it, it kind of frees you to not overthink it a little bit. <laughs> And this is one story. Oh, boy. If you think too much about this one, uh, yeah, you're going to be calling the cops probably. But uh, I, I, I did really find it fun. And I did find um, like I, fi- I really found it fun to see how they adapted to fi- figuring out these new bodies they're in, particularly Peter and Wolverine's body. I, I found that um I found them both interesting because Peter Wolverine's body is kind of dealing with the physical aspects, like the fact that he, his claws just come out, like he doesn't even realize how he did it. He chops his finger Peter off. Peter obviously has not hit puberty yet. No, well, that, that comes up later. He, he, claims, that he <laughs> claims that he has. Um, but even, like, I, I did eventually enjoy, like, when Wolverine begrudgingly went to school and was like, oh, all right, fuck, if I guess I don't want this, this kid to get kicked out of school forever, so I guess I have to go to this fucking class. And I just, I found it, you know, silly but fun. I'll, I'll say that. Well, what I liked about this when I read it the first time, like, a decade and a half ago, was the fact that the Ultimate books had been almost a bit too serious at one point. And it came about like the midpoint for all of them, like around issue 50 or so for all the Marvel books, they did kind of take a lighter turn, not like a complete 180, but they began to actually really develop these characters in a way that reflected who they were in the ultimate universe. Because for like the first dozen or so issues, like some characters had like hard personality changes, whereas others were basically just acting like younger versions of their main um, Marvel 616 counterparts from the main mm-hmm. marvel books whereas now it's like they're actually starting to like hit their own stride and i mean this is large this is in large part to um brian michael bendis and mark millar they're like you know these guys are already established but they're different they're not just their own characters anymore so we might as well have some fun with them and, and i mean up until this point the ultimate spider-man book was really really dark at this point, this is already right after they killed the ultimate Gwen Stacy. A dozen issues before that, they killed her dad. So already it's two Stacys gone. We had that really emotional first volume with the death of Uncle Ben, probably one of the better reinterpretations of the Spider-Man origin. So, I mean, this ultimate Spider-Man book, um, one negative criticism it had was that it was almost too dark. People were calling it Christopher Nolan's ultimate comics at one point <laughs> and not in a good way. So for them to have done this, like a lot of people were just like, you just kill Gwen Stacy and now you're you're doing this. And, you know, it's, it's almost one of the situations where it's like if it had been placed at any other point in the Spider-Man, in the ultimate Spider-Man story, it probably would have been better. I think going from that to this is probably what uh, perplexed some people. But, you know, it's just one of those moments where it's like, you know what? Spider-Man at his heart is a funny 
character. It's a funny book with lots of action, drama, and everything in between. Just embrace it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a, the best way to go into this story. Just embrace it. Just have fun. Try not to think too hard, but you're probably going to later. <laughs> well, if you try to remember who's in whose bodies, I think everyone kind of knows by now. I tried to get the voices in to try and add a little bit of clarity. Um, but anyway, we go on to 67, and we have a three-panel preview <laughs> like we did in the previous issue He's of Brian back. Michael Bendis. We see Brian Michael Bendis choking his assistant, Nick Lowe, and Brian Michael Bendis is like, Hi, my name is Brian Michael Bendis, and I'm a writer of Ultimate Spider-Man. And tell them who you are. And, and the guy on his knees getting choked is like, I'm, I'm Nick Lowe, assistant editor. And Brian Michael Bendis is like, And what do you have to tell these people? Come on, don't, don't do this. Out, tell them. This, this story arc was my idea. And Bendis is like, And? And Lowe is like, I'm sorry. I didn't know he was really going to do it. I was just kind of kidding around. I was just kind of get. He tosses him aside and he's like, now go fix my spelling. And Lois like, Brian Vaughn knows how to spell. That's the other Brian at, at Marvel Comics at the time. And he's like, this is the last part of the story, I promise. I mean, even I couldn't milk three issues out of this. And they call this issue Jumping the Shark. Mark, there's a, there's a reason why they chose this. Do you know what the Jumping the Shark reference means? Of course I know what the Jumping the Shark reference means, Remzo. Uh, I grew up watching the show Happy Days, and I actually remember that episode. Obviously, like I, I, shouldn't, I, should, be, I should clear that up. I didn't grow up watching Happy Days live. I grew up watching Happy Days in reruns during the 80s. Um, to, be, to be clear, I'm not that old. Uh, but I, I vividly remember, to me, I, was just, I just thought it was silly because I was a kid, but I vividly remember when Arthur Fonzarelli took that jump on i believe he was on water skis over a shark yeah that's what it is he did a, he did a water ski no he no it's not water skis it was a, a motorcycle because he was a motorcycle guy and uh, yeah he jumped over this shark on a motorcycle and since then the term has become affectionately used in pop culture to indicate when a show has well i can't use the definition in the definition when a show has basically passed its point of relevancy and it's just reaching for ridiculous things to try to sort of garner garner some some last bit of attention and last bit of hope as it dies a slow death and that is where the term jumping the shark comes from and that that is absolutely right and that basically represents this this two-part story that made absolutely no sense given the context and tone of Ultimate Spider-Man at the time. It was definitely a, a Hail Mary moment in the mid-2000s when the Ultimate books were doing a little bit better. Ultimate Fantastic Four was doing better. Ultimate X-Men was doing better. But overall, sales were dipping a bit for the flagship Ultimate Spider-Man series. So in order to balance the weightiness and the darkness, they went ahead and tossed this out there, and jumped the proverbial shark. Dude. So anyway, uh, we move on to issue seven, picking up where, to issue 67, picking up immediately to where we left off. And Wolverine, Peter and Wolverine's body is under a car trying to get out of it. Like there's just fire and debris everywhere. And the one dude looks dead. So obviously he sucked at trying to be a hero in Wolverine's body. But the other cops come by and they're just like, hey, freeze. And, you know, he's like, freaking out he has no clue what's going on and they point guns at him and uh at this point you know all the kids in class are still like looking out the window and everything and wolverine and peter's body is just like ah oh, i gotta i gotta figure this out so he sneaks out of class meanwhile uh the cops are like hands up and peter and wolverine's body's like okay listen i'm totally cooperating stuff i'm totally and they're like just put your hands over your head and he's like just just let me hands over your head 
which doesn't help him because as soon as he lifts his hands up, he pops his claws. So they're like, Jesus, <laughs> drop those claws, mutant. Oh my God. We car 56. We have a fucking mutant. Call for backup. And he's like, oh, they're, I think they're attached. And this is still and when they're like, mutants are like new, like Wolverine isn't necessarily famous as Wolverine. They're just like, oh, fuck a mutant. Yeah. So at this point, they're like, drop them, drop them. And he's like, I, I think they're attached. So he retracts the claws and then he pops them again. And he's like, here, here, I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how. And they're like, oh, drop the weapons, get on your knees. So at this point, he's just like, fuck it. So he starts bolting. And as uh, Wolverine and Peter's body is, has snuck out, and he's hiding behind a tree staring at this whole thing. He's just like, oh, God, he's such a moron. So Peter and Wolverine's body starts running, flailing his claws around. So the cops fucking tase him. And then they go over with clubs and start beating the shit out of him. <laughs> so next thing you know, they, uh, they, they drag him into, uh, it, it, into the car. And Wolverine and Peter's body's like, hey, I, I need to talk to him. And they're like, kid, get away. We're, like, we're just- not supposed to laugh at police brutality, but, you know, it's the second, <laughs> second episode in a row. Peter, Peter has bad luck. <laughs> oh yeah, last time I made fun of Rodney King, um, I was making fun of the, the LAPD for beating up Rodney King. Yeah, I mean, obviously. King. Yeah, we 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 support <laughs> we support Rodney we King s- here at SBC. <laughs> Wait, do we? So, uh, not in everything he does. Anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, I have a worse joke in mind. I'm going to save that for Patreon. Uh, anyway, so Wolverine and Peter's body's trying to argue with the cop, and he's trying to, like, you know, get over to him, and Peter Wolverine's body just turns around. He's like, help me! Just put the damn costume on! So at this point, um, uh, Peter being dragged off in the car is like don't put it on in public don't go out in public without it so he's like i hate you and peter wolverine's body is like i hate you way more fix this (laughs) (laughs) i mean it it does very much have that sort of buddy movie vibe if two friends sort of swap bodies that kind of have a love-hate relationship this is the kind of stuff you would expect to see so excuse me so as silly as it is I am enjoying their their back and forth and their banter. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Peter in Wolverine's body is in jail and the cops come over holding their guns and tasers as if he's got to do something again. So the one cop goes ahead and puts the phone through the bars and he's like, you get your call, mutant. Is mutant, is mutant like the N-word? Uh, kind of, well, no, I think you're... Are you not it's not like to say beauty. It? Is that what you mean? Well, like, you know, he's saying it in such a derogatory way. It's like, here's your call, mutant. Well, I think it's just that mutants in this version, like, like I think in modern Marvel, mutants have somewhat become partially accepted in society. Uh, but I think this is still like, you know, a very young universe, even though we're in like 67 issues in. But, you know, it's moving in Marvel time. So it's probably just a year or two since the stuff started coming out. So I assume it's just it's still in the phase where mutants are are scary. So it's not. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's quite on the level of the N word, but it's it's probably not. It's probably is derogatory. Like we're saying mutant and we're not saying the N word. So yes, to be clear, we're saying, mutant. <laughs> oh, no, people are going to say we have a code now. And every time we mutant say mutant lives we really matter. Mean else. Oh, oh, um, so the cop is like, you get one, fo- you get your phone call mutant. But no sudden moves. We call the feds. They have special agents for just troublemaking mutants. I think it's how it's very derogatory. Um, anyway, it's definitely derogatory. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, he 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 um, he, he he's like uh, collect call. 
What listing? Um, Xavier School from uh, Westchester, I think. One moment. So you see Cyclops and Storm in the room of Kitty Pride, and the phone starts ringing. So Cyclops is like, uh, the phone is ringing. And Storm is like, what beaten power told you that? So in every universe, Scott is the master of observation, except when his wife is having an affair on him. Um, <laughs> so the phone rings, and Kitty Pride runs over, and she's like, Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters, Gifted Youngsters Speaking. And um, she's like, ah, oh, yeah, I accept all charges. Back when you had an operator, kids. So finally, Peter. Now that I don't even remember. I don't even remember that. That's way before my time. That, was, that only happened as far as I know in, in uh, the show Lassie. Did you ever show, see the show Lassie growing up as a rerun again? Because it came out in the 50s. Like Lassie catches, like Lassie saving the kids from the well. Yeah, that's Lassie. But like, whenever they would call someone, they would just have to call. Like, I think her name was Jenny. They they'd pick up the phone and go, Jenny, uh, I need to speak to Mister Lewis. Is is Mister Lewis home? Just one moment. And then Jenny goes and calls Mister Lewis. She's like, Mister Lewis, I got Mister Smith on the line for you. And apparently, that's how phones used to work. Can you believe that? God, I love capitalism. <laughs> so anyway, Peter careful, still in. Careful. <laughs> We've. We, too th- much there's, there's too much politics in this show. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're, let, we're letting Peter, him become too bigger than he ever deserves to be. Yeah, Peter, <laughs> Peter in Wolverine's body is like, oh thank God, who is this? Uh, Kitty Pride, who is this? Logan? Uh, this is uh, well, like um, th- this is a guy you've met before, and I I, I don't have time. For- <sighs> it's Spider Man. Uh, okay. Say hi to Hulk. No, no, please, please. It's really me, but it's like me, but I'm in the body of one of your teammates. What? And storm comes over. She's like, who is it? And she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like what? He's like, I woke up in this. I woke up this morning in the stinky dog body of that Wolverine guy, but I'm actually like, it, it's, it's my brain. I'm in his body. He's really, really smelly and like his itchy body. And he woke up in my body. He's running around the city as me in me as me. And the reason I'm calling is because now I'm in jail in his body and yeah i'm in i'm in jail so kitty pride is just like you you switched bodies and he's like yeah you and wolverine switched bodies <laughs> i i know it sounds like total just like that movie oh which which one i i don't know there's like there's like of 10 of them <laughs> like well now i'm in jail okay i'm rotting in prison and, and i'm in his body and i think i'm gonna have a nervous breakdown <laughs> you know, help me please <laughs> So next thing you know, Kitty Pride just starts breaking down laughing at him. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Storm's right next door. She's like, they switched bodies. <laughs> <laughs> this is some of <laughs> this is some of the best dialogue I think we've ever written. <laughs> I mean, we've ever read. The dialogue is fun I, throughout the whole thing. I will say that is like a constant, whether it's Wolverine and Peter going back and forth, uh, the X-Men like it, it's. If you if you embrace what this is, just a silly story and accept it for that, it, it is a pretty fun read. <sighs> Almost entirely due to the dialogue. So Wolverine, so Peter Wolverine is getting mad. So as Kitty Pride continues to laugh at him, uh, she passes the phone over a storm. But uh, Peter just like freaks out. So he pops his claws again and accidentally slices the phone. So and, and this is this is why I love Mark Bagley. Uh, as he cuts the phone, he knows that he's just fucked up. So he looks over beyond the bars and see the cops holding their taser. Mark, I think this is the best display of Wolverine ever th- showing fear. 
and it's not oh. even him. It's Peter <laughs> showing fear in Wolverine's well, body. Yeah. That, that's why. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Actual Wolverine would, would not show the same fear. Yeah. So next, you know, he just looks at the cops and they tase him. So it's like the fifth time he's been tased today. So um, now we go over to Wolverine and Peter's body. And um, he's just like bitching in this alleyway as he's trying to put on the costume. He's like, put in a costume. All I have to do is endure in my life now. Uh, of all the things I've had to endure in my life now, now I have to put on a costume. Like w- when I find out who this is to me and like, why am I talking to myself? I never talk to myself. That's a Peter trait. Peter constantly talks himself out loud. He's like, I'm talking as much as the kid talks. Ah, now I'm talking about talking. And I'm not wearing this stupid thing. So at this point, he just Talk puts on talking <laughs> now at this point, he's just like, I'm not going to wear the tights. So he puts on the mask and he gets the uh, the web shooters and he's trying to go ahead and climb the wall and he gets the hang of it. But now he's going to go ahead and try web swinging. So he gets a line across and he's like, OK, I'll try this once. I mean, it's got to be fatter. It's got to be faster than walking. Ugh, this mask smells. So he tries to swing. And just like uh, Peter in the first Spider-Man movie, when he's trying to figure out how his web, how his web shooters work, um, he slams straight into a wall. And, you know, eventually he does get a hang of it. But he's just like, I'm, I'm not doing this. So now. We're back at the jail and, you know, Peter and Wolverine's body's like, you know, of all the things I've of all the things considered, I like it here. It's quiet. It's nice. <laughs> He's just kind of like, you know, this is my chance to kind of take a break. And as soon as he says that Wolverine and Peter's body barges into the jail and starts beating the shit out of all the cops <laughs> and he's just and all the cops are screaming they're like oh my god somebody call someone he's so determined to break his own body out of jail <laughs> <laughs> peter's peter wolverine's body is horrified because everyone's gonna think oh spider-man's doing this so he's like oh no and, and next thing you know like s- somebody like shoots his chin and he's like, ah, so now he's fallen back. He's like, oh, my God, what did you do? Come on. What did you do? Let's get out of here. You beat up the police just a little. Come on. So at this point, you know, um, you know, Wolverine's uh, Peter and Wolverine's body's just like, ah, like I, I think I've been shot in the head. So, <laughs> so he's like, you'll heal. Just flick a claw, like jam in the lock. Let's go. So they're like, you know going back and forth trying to understand how the powers work and uh peter and wolverine's body just stabs through the lock and now they're able to get out at this point you know they they get on um to the roof of this nearby building and they're just yelling at each other even more and um wolverine peter and wolverine's body has still been shot so he's like oh man like they shot me in the head hold on they shot me hold on and so he he Wolverine and Peter's body jams his fingers in his head and pulls out the fucking bullet. <laughs> and he's like, all done. Ow, let it happen. Let what happen? Bob, you're, ta- you're taking very, very bad care of my body. I ask you to do one thing. And he's like, oh, where's my costume? I'm not wearing that stupid costume. And I'm done wearing this smelly mask. So as they're just like complaining and trying to figure out like what happened, um, they end up hearing the screaming, right? And now they're just like, well, we both got to go into hero mode. This is when we meet. Well, no, this is, this is not the first time, but this is like the second or third time we meet the, um, the ultimate shocker. Who's just kind of like a laughable character throughout this entire series. Like he's oh, not he supposed e- to be the shocker. 
Yeah, that's that's Herman God. the Shocker. Oh, wow. he, he is lame he, in the Ultimate Universe. And they make him as lame as possible as a running joke. But anyway, um, Wolverine and Peter in each other's bodies decide to just quickly team up and they take out the shocker in less than a page. But this gives everyone time to look behind them because next thing you know, you see this giant jet and who's descending down the ultimate X-Men. And immediately Wolverine and Peter's body looks up at Jean Grey and he's like, you. And as they get down, Jean Grey runs over to... um, Wolverine and Peter's body. He's like, I told you stop hitting on me, Logan. And Scott, always the master of observation. He's like, he hit on you, Gene, again. What's funny is she starts actually yelling. She actually starts yelling at at Peter and Wolverine's Wolverine's body. body. (laughs) But then, like she 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 almost forgot herself that they're in different bodies for a minute. I don't know why she's so upset about getting hit on now. She certainly liked getting hit on in Ultimate X Men Volume One. Yeah, it seemed fine then. I guess they sorted some things out since then. There was a lot of a lot a lot of things happening in that one between her and Wolverine. But anyway, obviously times have passed. So next thing you know, she's like, "Oh wait!" So she switches over to the to Wolverine in Peter's body because now she can tell what's going on. She's like, "Logan, I told you that if you hit on me one more time, I was gonna do something mean to you with my incredibly powerful psychic powers." What? You hit on me, so I put a mind whammy on you. I put your brain in the last place it wanted to be. Your brain picked this. I don't even know what, what happened or where you went last night, but here, you did the Spider-Man part. Well, put, put it back. <laughs> Cyclops is like, you can do this. And um, Jean Grey is like, just go with it. And Wolverine and Peter's body's like, come on, fix it. And she's like, you're going to learn to treat women with respect. She didn't really like being respected in Ultimate X-Men Volume 1. But, uh, Things change, you know. Empowered woman, okay. <laughs> Peter Wolverine's body starts yelling. He's like, lady, you've ruined my life. So now she puts each of her hands on each of their heads, and she's like, okay, calm down. And immediately um, they, they switch bodies, and Peter is like, ah, what did you do to my shoulder? And he's like, um, yeah, I, I, I might have accidentally hurt you. And he's like, God, you, you know why people hate you? It's not because you're mutants. It's because you're all a bunch of fucking assholes. That's why. Fuck you. 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 <laughs> and he swings off. And as he swings, it pulls his shoulder. So he's like, ah, because he's a <laughs> So she's like, ah, Jean Grey's like, ah, I should send him a basket of something. Say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to involve him. And Cyclops is like, why am I asshole? I was just standing here. Yeah, so, like Cyclops, <laughs> so Cyclops goes over Wolverine. He's like, so how's high school, Logan? And Logan gets that, like, that look he gets. <laughs> that, like, that, like, he gets the fuck me eyes. And you're just like, uh-oh. So now Those we get eyes. back that to smile, Peter's place. But that smile. <laughs> yeah, we get back to Peter's place. And MJ's sitting on the stoop. And he's like, oh, MJ? And she's like, you were a real jerk today. Yeah, I'm sorry. Really? If I could find the English word to describe how crazy this day was, I would. You know me? Well, that that wasn't me. I wasn't myself. I'm sorry, okay? And she just looks at him, knowing that obviously something crazy must have happened, but she doesn't really want to know. So they hug, and next you know, she whispers in his ear, Can I ask you something? Sure. (laughs) That thing you tried to do this morning? Can we not do that till we're older? And the and the whole thing ends with a zoom in on Peter's face as Peter's <laughs> like, "What the hilarious. fuck?" This is issue like issue ends. Wow, wow, wow! Like the, <laughs> basically, this was a two issue setup to this punchline. That that is that is the way I'm taking this story. It's um, 
Uh, this is <laughs> we could do a whole episode on inappropriate sexual relationships in comics, uh, starting all the way back with probably before this. I mean, I, I was thinking of Professor X and Jean Grey. Wolverine alone would need like a whole volume between all the universes. <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine. Like, I've never really done. I've read a bunch of Silver Age stuff, and there's a, a bunch of stuff in there that would just never ever fly today. Like, but I, I've Professor never Professor X to, like, having a crush on a teenager is already creepy. Wolverine yeah. tried to. Fuck a teenager. Yes. At least, at well, how old was Professor Ultimate Jean? Just, how old was I think she's how, a teenager? How old was she in Ultimate Volume One? Because I remember I'm pretty sure we teenagers. Oh my god! I'm pretty sure she's a teenager anyway. Because we talked about this during the Ultimate X Men. We're like, is this kind of creepy that Wolverine's a 200 year old man hitting on this chick who is like maybe she's 17 or 18, maybe, but I don't even. Know. I think I, she like just turned 18, and then they jump in bed together. They might have since it's since it's this year. Maybe they did. You know, not this year, but you know, since this is not the 19, you know, 60s anymore, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of made the characters like 18 just to just to get any of these issues aside. But whatever. Well, and well, in that, well, in that one, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not into 21 year old blondes. I'm more into like, you know, 19 year old redheads. And she's like, you mean 18 year old redheads? And then they, they, then they, then they get to it together uh, when they go DC at the end of that volume. And then that's when he's like, yeah, so I was here to kill the professor, but now I'm a good guy now. And then she gets all mad. She's like, you right. fucked me. You tried to kill the professor. Fuck you. She's like, you jerk. <laughs> and Cyclops is like, you fucked him. <laughs> She's like, wait a minute. I thought you were waiting for, <laughs> you told me you were just not into it yet, but uh. <laughs> um, that is just like, so, but yeah, but this, okay. The Jean Grey stuff, maybe we can say she's 17. No, like, like Mary Jane is, is clearly a teenager who's in high school at this time who Wolverine, at least they didn't complete the act. So I guess it's not still not okay no it's not okay <laughs> but with what happened between him and gene gray and ultimate x-men volume one obviously she was of consenting age and that was all consensual this is him and another guy's body like it, it was listen it's not right when ryan reynolds is in jason bateman's body trying to bang his wife but now wolverine is in a teenager's body trying to bang a teenager's girlfriend that's kind of fucked up. It is not just still creepy. It's actually like the most creepy of anything. I've maybe one. It might be the creepiest thing I've seen in comics because this Wolverine again, this is not just like a regular, like 35 year old man, which would still be wrong and still be creepy. This is a 200 plus year old man. I know he looks a little younger than that, but he definitely looks older than a teenager either way. And he has been around the block and Man, I mean, I, I get. I mean, this is a lighthearted episode of the show, and it is a lighthearted two-issue series. But there is something ultra creepy behind this, and I, I gotta just wonder, like, what Bendis was thinking here. I know what he was thinking. He was thinking this will be funny for a laugh, and it, and I guess it was. But it's it was a. <laughs> It's not funny in the right way. I feel like I feel like it's funny because I can't believe they published this. Not funny because it's actually as funny as it should. Like if this was on a joke that happened on TV on a like NBC show, which this is a Marvel comic book, it should probably be tamer than an NBC show. Uh, I mean, that show would be canceled. So this is a uh, this is something else, Ramzo. <laughs> oh, let's uh, 
Let's go ahead and jump to scoring, shall we? I mean, he, he definitely kissed. No, I'm not ready to move that on. <laughs> we he, need to address he, this. <laughs> he definitely kissed her and definitely attempted to have sexual relations with her. Well, she was kissing him. She initiated it. And then he gave that creepy look to the to the camera, as, as I say, to the, the that first smile, man. And then how he does it again when when they're when Cyclops is like, so how was high school? And he gives that same creepy ass smile. He's like. <laughs> And it it seems like the entire point of this, to, to me anyway, was for this joke about Wolverine being a creep and hitting on high school chicks and trying to fuck Mary Jane. Yeah, he's like the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, anyway. of the X. <laughs> That's okay. That's a well, way. Doesn't Leo it. go after like seventeen year olds, and after they turn twenty two, he's like, "Well, you're getting a little bit up there in age, aren't you? Time to go. <laughs> I have another model to bang." I have no idea, but I believe it. Ah, uh, all right. So I guess do you want me to grade this thing? <laughs> Go first, please. How do you how do you grade this thing? Because it's you know I, I will say in terms of well, if I use the Remzo scale, is it good for new readers? Is it good for old readers? Like yeah, I I, I think young and old readers alike would not have any problem jumping into the story and pretty much understanding the characters. Even if you're not super well-versed, everyone kind of knows who Wolverine is and knows who Spider-Man is, and I think they did a good enough job of of showing us a little of the basics of those characters, even within this story. And for the most part, creepiness aside, <laughs> which it's hard to put aside because it is the entire thing is centered around the creepy. Trying so hard to keep it together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's fun. It is fun. Like, I can't say this is like an amazing story, but I did have fun reading it and I did actually really enjoy the dialogue. And at the end of the day, this is all about having fun. And I did have fun and I did laugh. Maybe not for the right reasons, <laughs> but I did laugh a number of times. I'm actually going to give the writing a 3.5 here, Remzo. I, that's actually higher than I even thought when I started this this uh, spiel here. But, you know, I enjoyed it. You know, it's, it's I'm not giving it a four or anything. It's not, you know, that's probably, you know, higher than uh, than it deserves. But I, I think a 3.5 is, is fair for what this is. I don't know if I'm supposed to add points for creepiness or subtract points of creepiness. It I'm just going to leave it where it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who does the Mark art? Mark Bagley. The art was decent. The art. Oh, Bagley. Oh, wow. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> that, oddly enough, that makes you want to downgrade it because I think this isn't, isn't great for Mark Bagley. Um, really, this is yeah. Bagley, huh? huh? Very interesting. I feel like his art has evolved. Over he, he had taken he had taken some time off uh, from Marvel for Did like he take ten years. Hubert lessons. It looks like a Hubert, but yes, it is Bagley. You're right. If you read this, so Bagley did all of the Ultimate Spider-Man comics for this run, and if you read them from issue one until like issue one thirty three, um, they uh you could see an evolution in his artwork. It gets progressively better as he kind of like chisels his edges and gets back into his own style. Interesting. Well, I'm, huh. I don't love this for Bagley work. I I think it's just a different style. I feel like maybe it's the style of, of what they want to do. It's not, it's not his best. So in that, that case, since we all agree, it's not his best. eh, It's still Bagley. It's still pretty good. I'll give it a 3.5. I'm giving this a seven, Ramzo. I'm giving this a seven. I got to give it the same way because the, the, the facial, yeah. I mean, the facial expressions and all these characters do most the telling. I mean, just, just putting them creepy. The creepy smiles are are very well done. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just the dialogue, like the dialogue here, I had to cut through most of it because it's just them like yelling at each other, saying how much they hate each other. But this is probably one of the funniest scripts for a comic we've read like this is this is hilarious it is funny so i'm giving yeah i'm giving uh, i mean the dialogue is just so strong that they can get away of jumping the shark on this story i'm giving it a 3.5 and the artwork a 3.5 
for a total score of a seven. I, I want to watch this as a movie starring Tobey Maguire and, and, and Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yes, I want this as a full so feature funny. film starring and, and some teenager as Mary Jane. <laughs> it should be, it should be narrated by Ryan Reynolds. Yes. And Ryan, starring Ryan Reynolds as Brian Michael Bendis or Brian Bendis. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, 14 out of 20 solid Sunday read solid Sunday read. And, uh, you know, I <laughs> does like on a serious note, we, we've, we've got like, do I go on a list if I recommend this to that's, that's, that's my only concern here. <laughs> Can this come back to me? Will I be canceled for this someday? Does this, d- does this make you like soften your view of the ultimate comics? Uh, soften. Um, I, I think my view has already been snot. Well, I don't know. Was my view ever that harsh in the first place or that hard? I just think I just, yes, you were very okay. harsh. I, I don't remember. So maybe, maybe I was, um, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm coming around. I think at the end of the day, I'll always just see this as some other universe and I'm never going to call this stuff that I never going to see it as, as, events that count in my in my head canon consequential yes, it's, it's so it's it's like i can dip into the ultimate universe and have fun reading it but it's not in my head canon for any of these characters so which in some ways kind of frees me up to to enjoy a story like this and not really care about the actual continuity ramifications of wolverine trying to fuck a 14 year old <laughs> so that's nice i can just kind of put it in this other universe <laughs> on its own um you know look like anything else I, I i think i'm learning the ultimate universe like any other you know group of comics done by a bunch of different creators with a bunch of different editors there's going to be some gold there's going to be some garbage in there and you know i'm just i'm just along for the ride so i'll, I'll call him like i see him as i go but i'm you know i will always understand the point of the ultimate universe in the sense that it was there to bring in new fans it clearly did here we are doing this podcast uh but it's never going to be the thing that i look back at and think oh this is this is my golden era but you know i can enjoy it from time to time and i did i you know for creepiness and all i didn't i did enjoy this <laughs> well we need to throw in something a little bit lighthearted. So. well that's that's all i've got folks mark anything to leave leave the audience with anything i forgot um i think that's it to be honest i, I don't have a, a damn word to say other than send money and listen to us talk more behind the patreon patreon.com slash second friend pod well folks hope you go ahead and enjoy a better friday this week than Spider-Man Wolverine had. I'm Ramza W. Martinez with Mark Clare reminding you... The Marvelous. The Marvelous Mark Clare reminding you if nothing else matters, one thing does. Read comics! And change the and world. change the world. <laughs> Good night, America. If, if there's one comic that changes the world, it, it should be this one. Good night. Adios. <laughs> Shit, I got a kid. Oh, 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 I can sing so well. Wonder if I can sit in work. Wait, can I really sit in work? What up, my niggas? What up, my niggas? Big up.
What's my nigga? We are my nigga. You pussy ass nigga. Man, fuck y'all niggas. Cause I'm that nigga, 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 nigga. I'm that nigga. on his balls like that. Walking down the street and ain't nobody know my name. Whoa. Ain't no paparazzi flashing pictures. This is great. Whoa. Ain't nobody judging cause I'm black or my controversial past. I'ma go and see a movie and relax. Whoa. Hey, I'm a blood, but I can finally wear blue. Cool. Why's his mama calling all the time? Leave me the fuck alone, bitch. Whoa. Wait, if I'm in Diggy Body, Breezy is who? Whoa. Hope my daughter's in school. Whoa. Fuck, if I was Chris Brown, where would I be? What would I do? I woke up in Chris Brown's body. So how this shit turned into freaky Body, where would I be? I'm trying to find myself like an introspective monk. I'm balling on the court, oh my god, I can dunk. Snap a flick of my jump. My dick is trending on Twitter? Fuck. Now I'm at the club, I talk my way to getting in. I look up in the VIP, my goodness, there I am. I say no two won't let me in, but he won't let me in. I don't know who that is. Who the fuck he think he is? Took a glass bottle, shattered it on the bouncer's head. Welcome to that motherfucker. Thank you through for a sec. If you heard me, then you only heard it yourself. But wait, I love myself. That was the key, now we switching back. I got a vagina. Oh, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna understand the inner workings of a woman. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.